0: Hey guys, Ian here with another episode of Unleashed and Unhinged, the podcast where we talk about all things dog. Dog training, dog behavior, dog health, literally anything you can think about when it comes to dogs, we'll talk about on here. We hope you enjoy the episode. tuning in again. This week, we're going to be talking about, um, do dogs need a job? We hear it all the time where people, like, you'll hear trainers and people go, give your dog, give your dog a job. They're, Every dog needs a job. And I just don't know if that's so that true.
1: Well, what do they mean by give your dog a job? It's a very general statement.
0: Exactly. Like, that's what do it's you- particularly an unhelpful statement.
1: It is. So what do you think people, people's, what do you think people think give a dog a job means? Oh,
0: it, like, it really depends on who you ask, but like typical things I see is, and like for me, a common sense one would be look at what the breed was inherently bred for and give it the outlet to be able to do that. Like mm-hmm. a herding dog, allow the dog to herd. Mm-hmm. but on, In the right context. In the right context. I've also heard though, like just... Something as simple as, and I hate seeing them, you know those weighted backpacks?
1: Oh, we know where they
0: came from. Yeah, but that's that's not a job. That's a spinal injury. But they'll go, yeah, he's carrying that for you, and yeah. Well, you
1: need to carry weights around with you when you go for a
0: walk with your dog. But that's his job, to carry that particular piece of equipment that we've constructed on his back. That's his job. And now that now that you've given him a job, he feels satisfied. I genuinely heard that as a logical way to keep the dog happy.
1: So that's more, you know, for the human to say, well, I've done right by the
0: dog. Of course. Like, it's always well-intentioned. Nobody's saying any of this stuff that we're questioning genuinely to be a dick in the first place. But right? <laughs> but it's, it's all well-intentioned. It's just, like, it's pretty fucking stupid.
1: Well, yeah, and well it is well intentioned because if you know, we don't none of it we don't know what we don't know, right? Mm -hmm. So there is a lot of conversation around giving dogs jobs to satisfy enrichment needs. But as you said before, that needs to be specific to the dog itself and the dog itself's needs. So if you have a pug, you're not going to put weights on it. Well, you might. I've seen people do it. Well, yes. <laughs> um, yes. People, well, okay, yeah, people do do that. But it's not, that's not an enrichment need. That's a welfare <laughs> <issue>. <laughs> You'd see this dog pub with 20 kilos of weights dragging on the ground and breathing just as bad as it would breathe normally. on
0: his bloody inhaler. (laughs)
1: Um, But it's understanding what people's idea of what that means is that, you know, they think that if they give a dog, and it is generally around things, well, the other uh, weights or... What's the other one they've said? Even putting, putting dogs on treadmills, that's kind of like, yeah, like of you know, their job is to focus on not falling over and twatting themselves. While <laughs>
0: <laughs> Which is a lot of them do anyway.
1: Well, yeah, because yeah. The, the, the treadmills that are made for humans, they're made for the step of a human, not a four-legged animal. You know, the, the gait of a dog is very different to a gait of a human because we have two and they have four. Mm. Um, but giving a dog a job needs to be what what does the what does the dog need to do you know if you have a scent dog they need to use their nose yeah they need but you need to put them in situations where that need is managed so that they are safe and they're not going to get themselves into situations like the
0: herding dog yes allow them to herd but not not let, children yeah, good start <laughs> you're
1: not going <laughs> to yeah. let them off at the local school and go off you go yeah
0: like the the, the beagle that wants to send everything maybe not near a main road
1: mm-hmm. you
0: know just context matters like where you give them their jobs and like what jobs you give them I think as well a lot of people and trainers will try to give say like your dog needs a job and unless you're giving the job to the dog he's not he's not satisfied um, and essentially they'll blame the absence of a job on unwanted behaviours. It's almost like somebody will say, oh, yeah, the, the reason why this is happening is because he doesn't have a job to do right now. And yeah, yes and no?
1: like Well, it's not a bit... Well, look, yes and no, but it, that is in... It's assessing the individual. So if you... So say, for example, let's say hypothetically someone has a... Uh, griddle that is displaying, and let's say, anxiety behaviours such as hypervigilance when they're outside, uh, response to sound and movement, hypervigilance when they're at home, to sound and movement, um, not resting, so responding to sounds in the middle of the night, when people enter the house, they jump all over them or bark at them. You know, generally just quite... Uh, Responsive, yeah. reactive is you know the general um, the general word that is used. Now, if a trainer comes in and goes, "Oh well, the, the dog doesn't have a job." That's that's why. That's putting a blanket of, "Oh well, there's actually nothing else wrong or un-
0: yeah, there's, yeah, not
1: yeah. wrong with the dog, but there's nothing else that we need to break down and understand of that individual dog because we just need to chuck some weight, weights on its back and take give it, it a for task. a walk, yeah. give it a task. You know, that is not going to have a look at the dog itself and go, okay, well, you are responding to everything in your environment. Are you sleeping?
0: Mm. If, yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you just simply so overtired that you're now so stressed that you can't shut down? Well,
1: yeah, your nervous system shot. Yeah. So, you know, it's a, a feather could drop on you and you shoot yourself. Yeah, because your body is so tense. It's starting from the inside out of the dog, not just going. Well, what what does the dog do all day? Mm. Now, this dog could be walked three times a day. It could be be given enrichment. It could be going on sniff walks. Right. So this dog could be one of those dogs who might need some medication because genetically it is predisposed to ang- anxious behavior. You know, their hormone levels just don't level out properly. Mm. But if someone comes in and just goes, oh, we well, just need to give that dog a job, and I'm sure you've seen situations like this. Where we've gone into a client and they've had a trainer or multiple trainers and they've gone, well, you just need to counter-condition this or you just need to give this dog these things to do or, you know, like Border Collie that um, I was working with and, and they were, this is a working line Border Collie. And she mm-hmm. had trainers, we well, would just need to do some counter-conditioning. Well that's not gonna work. Because this dog wanted it like this dog was not fearful of other dogs or motorbikes or buses. It wanted to herd them. Yeah. So we had to flip that and go, well yes, this dog does need that job because it is a genetic need. It needs to be
0: taught how to do that job in that context as well.
1: And safely. Yeah. So finding outlets for this particular dog. Where she could do what she needed to do to facilitate that need because she was finding that need they finding outlets everywhere else in unsafe circumstances but you know trainers coming go well no that's that's not what this dog needs mm. so you know it works on on both scales of yeah, some people will just say well the dog just needs a job and then others will ignore the fact that the dog needs a job for their genetic need but not see it yeah. Or they might go, yeah, well, the dog needs a job, but don't let them hurt because that's just encouraging that behaviour.
0: Yeah, which is not the way it works.
1: Well, no, again, if you're trying to put the lid on a volcano, it's going to burst, but it's going to burst somewhere else. We spoke about
0: volcanoes last we week. did. Volcanoes come up two weeks in a row. I, well, know, I do just, love a volcano. I do love a volcano. I think really, like, when you're assessing it, like, does the dog need a job? Mm. Right? There's, oh, with, you know, you've mentioned there, and really importantly... If we were to give the dog a job, is it a, do- is it a job that can be performed safely and is it appropriate to what the dog uh, finds reinforcing and rewarding and to the dog's needs? Whether or not you give it a job or not as well is so circumstantial. But, you know, say, for example, that dog is, that you were talking about, the border collie, is out and about on the streets and you're seeing, like you know, these really overt behaviours, explosive behaviours. One of the things that we're going to do as a... Oh, I'd like to think a lot when a trainer steps in this, they can have a look at, they can going obviously go in with uh, a preconceived idea of what might work. So it's not just a spaghetti, throw spaghetti at the wall and see what sticks approach. But you might have to ask the question, how does this dog respond to cues? Because if it's not responding to cues, well, then it's going to be good luck trying to hold any sort of obedience kind of style jobs where the dog has to hold in a concentration to you. Mm-hmm does the dog is the dog's behaviour actually spiralling to the point where it's getting worse or is the dog's behaviour not perfect but on its way down and going better getting better because that dog might not need a job at all it might just actually need an opportunity to decompress mm-hmm. is the job uh, do we give that dog a job or not that is a mouthful it
1: really is that's you trying to do that, <laughs> <driving me> that. <laughs> do we
0: give this dog a job <laughs> at <laughs> all or that's said again jog a dog a <laughs> it yeah, before. right. Before, yeah, I'm going to say it again. I'm sure I am. Yeah. do we give the dog a job at all? I'm getting better at it. No, um But we're going to just ask the dog, "Hey, can you concentrate on me? Uh, can you can, if I throw some floor on, food on the floor? God, mouthfuls. Can, if I throw some food on the floor, <laughs> can, <laughs> can you have you? Can you even pick that up? Because does that come become their job, sniffing and foraging? Um and the yeah, it's all of these different variables and sometimes you might literally go, you know, what you're spiralling, you can't concentrate on me, you can't you can't decompress, you can't uh even take some food off the floor, you can't play, you know, you go through this can you, can you, can you, can you, can you no shit, we just need to change like the scenario. It's nothing to do with it, given the giving the dog a job. Mm. It's now, nah, even if I left you without a job, you're still screwed in this situation. Just change the situation.
1: Yeah. But it's also, again, back to, you know, what What do we mean by a job? Are we talking about yeah. something for the dog to focus on that will become self-reinforcing, which will become a motivator within itself? I mean, that's what I'd like to think. You, yeah, yeah, right? So things like throwing your food on the floor, and if the dog goes, oh, my dear good God, this is amazing. You see what I'm doing here? You know, like any, anything that is self-reinforcing but... The engagement is itself in yeah. that act is reinforcing for the dog, and they get that dopamine release. You know, when people, I think, you know, something that just kind of popped in my head, like chuckets.
0: Yeah,
1: I'm giving my herding dog a job. I'm throwing a ball; it chases it, brings it up. Or, you know, we call them the dopamine junkies, or just yeah. junkies themselves. <laughs> so, if you know, we look at, when we're looking at a job for me, it would be something that is beneficial for the dog. That they find reinforcing and enjoy that engagement, mm-hmm. without heightening them to an arousal level that they do become that dopamine junkie and can't deal with anything else.
0: Yeah, that's where even like the chucket might just actually get to a point where it's can't. That's what, but that can't do anything else. Mm. It's when it can get taken too far. That job is become not a job. It's just become a compulsion. That's a different story.
1: We can talk about that again later.
0: <laughs> um, but, like, yeah, like, is the dog able to do the task that we're asking of them, otherwise known as work? Yeah. And in, do, in asking them, is it healthy? Is it reinforcing? Is it under an element of control? You know, have we got coherence? Mm-hmm. Um, have we got the dog able to... Bring themselves out of it if we asked, mm. um, and if so, yeah, sure, give the dog a job, but don't don't put them on treadmills and don't put weight pa- weight backpacks on them. That's not jobs. That's those are those. I mean, those weight backpacks and one that, like I said earlier, they're a massive spinal issue. I've seen them on a dash room before.
1: I think I should. I- I think I shall have on
0: national. We cannot talk to, as ever.
1: What is with Wednesdays? <laughs> I'm sure I saw a video of that with a little dashi mm. with weights on it.
0: Yeah, um, getting them to like I could getting, I was about to say getting them to carry something isn't uh, a job like
1: unless they're a retriever
0: unless they're a retriever, but that's carrying something in their mouth, which there's uh, so many differences. Putting something on a dog's back. Is not them carrying it, but well, them going over to something and picking it up and moving it until they have the agency to drop it again. That's a job.
1: And what breed of dog did we we breed as donkeys?
0: There was um, a pulling breed.
1: That's pulling. Yeah. Right. So, you know, some, I remember. What was a
0: polling breed. Like, no, like a husky. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, I couldn't think of it. I was like, why am I think, not thinking of the polling breed? I'm the, sure that the was one. breed. <laughs> oh, yeah. But yeah.
1: if you think, like, where that came from, I don't know. Like, what dog did we ever have as its use? Mm. Like, if you think about the specific breeds that were bred for specific uses. That ever carried things on their back, except for me, maybe a Saint Bernard that was going to find someone. Yeah, and they might have things like water or something on their back, not weights.
0: No, and there was a a really strange one as well that's come to mind, and I cannot <laughs> bloody remember it. It's like a type of spitz, and they used to carry uh, little water buckets. They were like um a, they were like a Mm, I was working with one last year. It begins with S, I believe. Oh, sh- Um... Sh- yeah. Oh God. Yeah, you're so close. Like sh- perk or sh- sh- There you go. And yeah, they they were meant to carry things, but again, so breed specific. Yeah. Right. Like, and just because we got a Few of their ancestors do it like 15 generations ago. It doesn't mean that when you hang a bucket of water on them, they go, oh, Yeah, thanks, man I knew exactly what to do.
1: I feel better now. <laughs> yeah. Why didn't you do this five years ago, man? It's like all oh, my issues are gone. I'm just gonna lie here with my water on my back. Thanks.
0: Yeah, so I believe they, yeah, it was carrying something. I could be wrong with the water, but they, yeah, they. <laughs> You know, I'm, it
1: was a coconut the whole time it was a coconut
0: <laughs> damn <it. And> then, <laughs> but yeah it's really I mean that's really really specific uh, that but it's not a job the job as well has to involve what I was getting at was it mm-hmm. kind of has to involve the dog's agency over the task mm-hmm. and put, putting something on the dog's back and then not being able to take it off until they either collapse or we take it off them mm. is not a job
1: no and it's again it, what is the what is the purpose of carrying when when you again going back to what do you mean about giving the dog a job mm. getting a dog to just carry something on their back as you said that is placed on them without request or the ability to say no mm. what is the purpose of that no. for me it goes back to this old school, you've got to tire the hell out of the dog. Yeah. And that will satisfy all of their needs. You don't need to do anything else. You just need to run the ass out of them and that's it and then they're fine and they're happy. So putting weights on it will just tire them out. But, you know, we've talked about it before. Uh, Exhausted dog is not a happy dog. An exhausted human is not a happy human. You are not looking at the all-round needs of the dog and understanding that when you are going to give a dog, something for its enrichment needs, yeah, and their welfare needs. When you're looking at the breeds themselves, or even if you have a mixed breed, or you know, go, going back to the pug, the pug was bred to sit at the end of the foot of emperors. You know, cavaliers were, were bred to catch fleas. <laughs> yeah, I mean,
0: I'm so glad mine's not an uh, expert at that
1: flea catcher. <laughs> but you know, you're not going to you're not going to put weights on us.
0: No you no. break
1: his little back
0: yeah exactly I mean there's times where it crosses my mind but no but like what you think and what you do are two very different that's right things, Yeah, that's right <laughs> but like there's um, it comes down to as well like the question is like is this job serving you or the dog because if you're just trying to tire the dog out that's just serving you mm. if you're trying to enrich the dog so that they feel contented that's for them and you
1: <laughs> well yeah it, it well this is and this is the thing you know if you are looking at your your dog as the individual that they are and making sure that you are covering all of their needs you are not going to have these explosive behaviors you are less likely to it's not guaranteed you know there are you know anomalies and and different situations because you know that's just life in with everything but if you are creating a day-to-day life for your specific dog that fulfills all of their needs holistically their nutrition their sleep their rest their enrichment their exercise their engagement with you their their feeling of safety then you don't have to talk like it's on the back of the dog <laughs> if you're giving them you know even we were talking about retrievers before a lot of retrievers that you know you walk in the door that dog just goes and picks up pick something up, like I saw, I did see a great video of these two retrievers and it was somewhere in the UK and there's a person standing at the door and someone is taking shopping out of the yeah. car and they're just, they take bag, they give the bag to the retriever and they've got two of them, yeah. I trots in and so say, check what I've got, that's a job for that particular dog, you can see the dog loves it, you can see that they're focused, their movements are fluid, Yeah, right, so there's no, there's they're not erratic, so they are, um Uh, present when they're doing that and you know if if one of the the caregivers was like okay well now I need you to just go inside I'm I'm sure that talk no worries I feel good thank you very much and then they go to bed and sleep because that's a job for that dog, yeah. but it has been built over time. So, however they've done that, they've done it beautifully because you can see
0: how much the dog is enjoying doing the task
1: and the presence of the dog. Yeah. I think we, when
0: yeah. I, I mean, I use that term. I when I say when I say enjoyment, I guess like that's through my lens of looking at it because if I see a dog doing it frantically, I don't think that's my opinion. Like probably not enjoying that. It's probably compulsion. Yeah. So, yeah. When I when I say enjoyment, these dogs. Were, I, I know the video. Yeah, It's great. And those dogs, you can see it in their eyes. They're not. Their eyes are really soft eyes. Mm-hmm. They're the rest of their body. They're loaded up the right amount of bags, so they know they weren't carrying excessive weight. The toilet rolls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. How good is it? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So it's a healthy job.
1: But even as the dogs approach the house and approach the car mm-hmm. and wait.
0: Yeah. Patiently. Patiently.
1: They're not jumping all over the, the the car. They're not barking at the caregiver. They're not standing there, you know, bouncing off paws because mm. they're like, oh my dear oh God, I've really got to do this job. Mm. They're like, cheers, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm trotting gonna on, bag, on. I'm going to get the bag. <laughs> get the bag. <laughs> I, I got, got the bag. The bag.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, I think that's a great time to end. <laughs> okay. so thanks so much for tuning in this week, guys. We Come kept
1: on. it clean this time. This time. If you
0: prefer us like not to don't just, don't do that i just go back and watch and listen yeah. to the previous two <laughs> so see you later guys bye thanks so much for listening that's it for this week guys if you ever want to ask questions give feedback or just provide some suggestions regarding the podcast find me on ian shivers dog advocate on instagram i'll be happy to help If you're feeling really generous, leave us a review on whatever platform it is that you're listening to this podcast on. And if you want to nerd out more with us, then find our sponsors because they're the ones that make all of this possible. See you next week. This episode is sponsored by Canine Caregivers. I've had so many people reach out to me over the years, not knowing where to turn to online for reliable and consistent advice on how to raise a healthy and happy dog. The information out there is hard to navigate. It's hard to know who to trust and who not to trust. And frankly, some of it is just downright dangerous. That's why we created Canine Caregivers, a place where you can come and get educational resources and access a supportive community founded on the care approach for people just like you, whether you've just brought a dog into your life or you've got a dog that is experiencing some unwanted behaviours. The content is updated regularly and we constantly keep in touch with our members to make sure that we are bringing relevant and up-to-date content that truly matters to you there's different tiers of membership for different needs. So you can be sure that you don't have to break the bank to access the information that can literally make all the difference to the quality of life between you and your dog. Head to caninecaregivers.com.au to learn more.